Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, and joining me as always is Tim. Yellow. <laughs> Green. <laughs> I thought we were naming colours. said yellow. <laughs> you just don't know how the, how the hip kids say, how they, how they do greetings. I'll admit it was a bit of a dad joke, but you know, you could you could give me, throw me a bone. You could throw me a bone when I try to start the show off with some humour. Hey everyone, we talk about horror movies on this show, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. in this episode we are going to talk about a film called The Cleaning Lady. It, it is funny, I hadn't thought about this in a while, but like, we... Uh, like my family was like middle class I, I guess like we weren't rich by any means but like you know, we were okay uh, and we did have like a cleaning lady that came by on like Saturdays for like maybe one or two months but it, it was very weird because like we would always have to clean up before the cleaning lady came like my mom you know because she would be like oh like you know it's embarrassing if they come and the house is all messy and stuff so you have to <laughs> but it, it was like such a like well what's the point of having a cleaning lady if we're just cleaning up before she comes over yeah that's a bit silly that's a bit silly. i never had a cleaning lady uh in the house uh very much working class family thank you very much no cleaning ladies <laughs> um before we get to the movie though and I'm going to do this as if it's the first take, as if I didn't just record two minutes and didn't realise Tim was <laughs> muted the whole time. But before we get to the movie, we are going to talk about <sighs> this week's horror movie news. And of course, when we recorded the movie, we did not know that this episode that's going out would be out on September 30th, which means tomorrow is the beginnings of the Octoberthon. Ah, uh, that's right. It's the, <laughs> some would say, the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, I... <laughs> I'd agree with that. Now, you know, I do, it is, uh, actually, this, this was something I was thinking about the other day, and, and I don't know if you've seen some people, you know, talking about this, but I, I've seen a lot of people uh, in September now kind of starting the, like, oh, it's Halloween season, like, oh, I'm going to, you know, start getting the candy and watching the mm. horror movies and blah, 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 and I don't, I, I don't know, I'm kind of against that, even though, you know, obviously I love horror movies and everything, but I think like, you know, October is a special time and it kind of, I feel like it muddies it if you start celebrating like, you know, on September 10th or whatever. Um, you know, it's, uh, and obviously you should watch horror movies all year round, but I feel like you of shouldn't course. get into the specific Halloween spirit until uh, October 1st. But I mean, you know, that's just me. Obviously I don't want to take away anyone's love of the season. Well, um, I mean, what you're saying... You know, what you're saying, Tim, is that Halloween is just becoming like Christmas, where people are pushing the start date for where you can start celebrating sure. earlier and earlier every year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's like you know, and again, obviously, I love uh, you know, and, and I'm a I'm a big fan of Christmas too. I do like that that holiday as well. But it's like uh, again, it, you know, it, it's like having a Star Wars movie every year. You know, it makes it less special. Like you know, when it comes around, you know, once in a blue moon, it's it's exciting and you know, and you get all happy about it. But then, yeah, once you have 15 million of them it's a little less like eh, this, i guess yeah. it's as great yeah i i mean i actually have been watching a decent amount of horror movies just not for the show just just in general over the last mm. couple of weeks um, sure yeah i know one of the things we're going to do for the octoberthon actually is different this year is because we have the news section now uh we're going to do like the news as its own episode during october with like a little bit mm. of like if you've ever seen my uh my movie catch-up videos we're essentially going to do that together I after the news <laughs> i was talking to the audience timothy thank you very much but we're going to talk a little bit about what other movies we're watching outside of the stuff we're doing for proper reviews now the stuff we talk about in those videos on those news videos next month 
I say next month, starting like next week. <laughs> it's actually, it'll, next actually, it'll actually be the second week though of October this starts because obviously we can't talk about what we've watched for the October thon because we're recording today on the last day of September. We can't talk today about what we've been watching for October thon because it's, it's September still. Mm-hmm. Um, although I, I have watched some horror movies in the last couple of weeks that I do want to talk about, so I'll probably sneak a few of those in next week. But... Um, so we're going to do that so that's 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 the thing that's happening on the on the days the patrons get their bonus episodes uh youtube will get uh the news with a little bit of uh casual movie talk uh is is the plan um but if there's one thing Mm -hmm. uh, one thing i think we've agreed on unanimously tim as we've gotten closer to october this year is that we're going to start a month or two earlier next year in in preparing episodes (laughs) for october yeah that'll help that will help that that will help that will help uh because i think we're going to take it a little bit easier uh for a month or two after we we wrap up october uh what do you want to feel on your end like the audience will get the same amount of episodes every week but uh our our, our recording schedule is going to be later for a little while just to you know recuperate Uh, which I feel is like yeah. which I feel is like a tradition actually. I feel like every year after October, like, oh, let's do a light schedule for a while because, yeah, you know, because Tim's getting <laughs> sure. old and he's <laughs> mm-hmm. October takes a lot out of him. And watching horror movies is a young man's game. We all know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so yeah. But anyway, without further ado, so the October thon starts mm-hmm. tomorrow, and uh, just to remind you of a couple of things that are relevant to the October thon. Uh, one is that we're doing a special live stream on October the twenty first, um, <laughs> which is at six p.m. Pacific, nine p.m. Eastern, and two a.m. UK. And that is going to be me and Tim doing some live Q&A, followed by a live viewing of the film pieces, where you have to have your own copy of it. We can't show it over the stream, of course, but we're all going to watch it at the same time, and me and Tim will talk about it and crack jokes and do whatever. Uh, so that's on Monday the 21st of October. And then the other date to be aware of is October the 20th, because that is the deadline for the user-submitted top 50 horror movies uh, list. So you guys can enter your top 25s or top 50s, and based on where your movies rank in your, in your listing... They get points, and there'll be a results show a top 50 as voted for by you guys, and that'll be sometime at the mm-hmm. end of the month. Um, or if we're struggling for time, possibly the very start of November, but we're hopeful. <laughs> we're hopeful. Um, so that is the plan. So October 3rd starts tomorrow. Um, it's weird that we've got an episode right the day before, because it's almost like it starts today, because it, because it rolls right into tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, here we are. Mm-hmm. This is just the way the world ticks. So... Yes, movie news. Let's talk about movie news. So, you know how we've started, like, five of these shows with almost the exact same news story of so-and-so is back from Halloween to be in the new yeah. Halloween film? Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I, I saw this headline earlier, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is probably going to be the first thing we talk yep. about. <laughs> yep. Uh, so this is actually one that's happened already. This was one that ha- I mean, this character was in Halloween 2 as well, admittedly, but she came back for Halloween H2O. Yeah. The, the entire opening sequence of H2O was this character's kind of... Because Michael goes to uh, steal records to try and find where Laurie is in that movie. Uh, but it's the nurse. The nurse from Halloween 1. Uh, yeah. Nancy Stevens, who played her, is coming back for Halloween Kills. And uh, I, I do think, to be fair, uh, like uh, I, I mentioned before with, with all these characters returning, like I really don't care about this. Like it's uh, again, these are just so like, you know, kind of one off characters that it I don't really have much uh, affection or love for. Uh, I, but at least with this one, when I saw the headline, I knew who it was. Yes. Like, you know, with some of the other ones, uh, you know, it's like, wait, who? Uh, all right. But I mean, yeah, to be fair, at least this one is a, a little more recognizable. I still 
and a little uh, like cautious about okay, why are we bringing back so many kind of pointless characters? But I mean, maybe they do have a, a big grand. Yeah, I, I uh, have to imagine. <laughs> I have to imagine Tim that there's going to be some sort of like support group or something. Like all the people who have been like oh, okay. associated with Michael who have survived are like going to be in a room together <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> like, uh, like. Uh, that's it. That doesn't explain the bully. The bully character was never attacked by Michael, I don't think. So I don't know yeah. how he fits into it. But uh, the kids and the nurse for sure fit into that, uh, along with Laurie yeah. and you know people from the last movie who survived, uh, including the shitty boyfriend who for some reason didn't die. Uh, but yeah, yeah. so uh, the nurse is back. That's that. That's the that's the whole headline. Uh, Maybe then... they all start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, we don't want competition. Shut up. <laughs> so, and then another news story that's been kind of like coming back week after week is uh, we keep getting updates on James Wan's new movie because he's like one of the big horror directors these days. And, you know, is it a werewolf movie? No, it's not. It's a Jalo film. Tim was wrong. <laughs> but we do have a title now. Um, it had a, a working title that we were using before. It was like Silver Something, which is probably why Tim jumped to Werewolf. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, we have a title now. It's called Malignant. So that is going to be the title of James Wan's new film. Mm, okay. <laughs> there you go. Sure. <laughs> I guess yeah, it's a good title for a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a solid title for a horror movie. Uh, just to remind okay. you, the cast includes Maddie Hassan, Annabelle Wallace, Jake Abel, George Young, uh, Nicole Brianna White, and Jacqueline McKenzie. So that's... Uh, that's the James Wan's new movie. It's a, it's a Jalo film and is coming sometime next year. So uh, it actually just uh, started shooting uh, this week. So uh, there. Oh, okay. Going. Wow. I actually, I also happen to know that Halloween Kills is also shooting right now uh, mm-hmm. because I, I just heard about it this week. So that shouldn't. Have. Yeah, yeah, that's in like a, I think North or South Carolina or something though. So I can't. Uh, North Carolina, yeah. It? Yeah. yeah, so I won't be able to make it to the the set on that one, but <laughs> Mal- malignant. We'll try to find it if see if it's near me. Maybe yes. I can uh, sneak in. Actually, I saw on Twitter yesterday you said you stumbled onto a premiere of something. Did, did, did you mean you, <laughs> do you mean you stumbled onto like the entrance to the premiere, or did you actually go in and watch the premiere? <laughs> no, no, we, we didn't go in. We okay. were. Uh, yeah, we well, we saw the premiere of another movie, but then like uh, me and my friend, we're stumbling out. We're going back to the uh, the train, and uh, we're on Hollywood, and uh, there's like this you know, big. The street was blocked off, and there's big commotion. There's all these kind of people in nice suits walking by, uh, and we started talking to one of those, um, you know, those like people that paint themselves like gold, and then like uh, <laughs> yeah. kind of like dance in the street. We started talking to him. Uh, which is, is a whole other story, but we asked him what was going on. He said it was the premiere of The Joker, uh, I guess. Ah, and, okay. Uh, yeah, we, we didn't see any celebrities or anything. I guess it was the end of the premiere, and I think they were, like, funneling out um, and looked like they were going to a party or something. But, uh, uh, hey, I mean, maybe we should do that on the show. It's uh, you know, could be a very scary movie. People are worried uh, <laughs> about what uh, might people might do with it. Tim, Tim, we just sat and like did like a did like a jigsaw puzzle with the schedule because for for those of you who don't know, like I knew Tim's wedding anniversary was coming up because obviously as you may remember from last year, the Octoberthon mm. was 
a nightmare because Tim was away for like two and a half weeks in the middle of October <laughs> getting married. <laughs> so I knew the anniversary was coming up, but he dropped on me like two days ago. Oh, by the way, I've got a friend's wedding to go to this weekend. I'm like, oh, you well, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, my wife dropped that on me like at the same time. I didn't even Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> fair enough. In that case, repeat what I just said <laughs> to your wife. Thank you. And please. <laughs> <laughs> I believe the, the phrase was, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so, um, so because of that, we had to set like to move things around. Like, okay, where can we fit things in? Are we going to hit all thirty-one? We might not. We may do like twenty-nine. But like the point is, is that uh, it was it was a whole thing. And Tim just casually dropped. Maybe we should do this too. Like next week. I'm like Tim. We don't have time. <laughs> And he's giggling just now. But he's the one we were sitting down the schedule who's sitting there with this face like, oh, I don't know, that could be tough. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> then the camera comes on and he's like, oh, let's do more stuff. Let's do more stuff. <laughs> I'm the one who has to give them the bad news, you piece of shit. So stop <laughs> tempting them with things. <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely am like the... Uh... You know, the dad that promises, like, yeah, I'll be there for Christmas. And then, uh, you know, calls the, the mom and says, yeah, work's uh, kind of going late. You should, you, should, to... you should have heard that before we started. Like, oh, can we maybe just do one per month for the next like, six months? <laughs> can, we, can we slow down a little bit? Because it's been very hectic. <laughs> don't worry. But uh, by, by Christmas horror movie season, he'll be in the mood again. Don't worry. I know what he's like. <laughs> he'll be miserable for November. That's fair. <laughs> But then I'll start, I'll start tempting him with Santa Slasher movies and he'll be like, oh. I'm hard to resist. Santa Slashers. Oh, why did I just close the next news story? We haven't done that one yet. That was a, that was a silly move, Peter. What are you doing? All right. Uh, next up. <laughs> so, where are we? Yes. So, Orion Pictures uh, is apparently working mm. on a remake of a film that I'd never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, 19, okay. 1977 uh, film Audrey Rose Orion, oh. <laughs> Audrey Rose is uh, being developed as a remake by Orion Pictures uh, mm. so directed by Robert Wise Audrey Rose starred uh, Marsha Mason Anthony Hopkins and Susan Swift and uh, Robert Wise if I remember correct did uh, some of the Star Trek movies what did I say did he do Wrath of the Can oh, God. I feel like he did Wrath of the Can was that Robert Wise <laughs> Yeah. You know what? No one cares about Star Wars, Star Trek. It's uh, yeah, well, the Star Trek is not uh, not good at all. Star um, Trek is delightful. I, I, no, I'm not having it's, it. It's it, it's very bad. So if this is in any way uh, similar to Star Trek, you can count me out of this one. He did do Star Trek yeah. the motion picture. Uh, Tim, this was the, <laughs> just because he did Star Trek doesn't mean that his horror film called Audrey Rose was anything like a Star Trek movie. And it also doesn't mean that the remake that's going to happen, potentially, is going to be anything like a Star Trek movie. Uh, you might have to get Tara for this one. This is, uh, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like out of, out of my shoes. Uh, she listens to this so show. Set she's, phasers to... <laughs> she's going to hear that. Say so set phasers to bore for this movie. Oh. So, I'm so done with this movie. I don't... <laughs> 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 oh dear anyway the, the plot of this a stranger attempts to convince a happily married couple that their daughter is actually his daughter reincarnated that's an interesting plot wait who uh who's convincing them of this just a stranger a stranger yeah like, strangers try to convince this couple that their daughter is actually his daughter reincarnated okay so i assume that he doesn't cannot... sound like a horror movie it, well, I, I imagine he maybe gets too clingy and maybe keeps coming around and... I don't know. Mm. Um, oh, maybe. 
The, the, I saw <laughs> I the. Say, it sounds like a nice, like family-friendly, like Hallmark kind of movie. Oh no! The the poster was definitely a horror movie, and the image at the top of the article is like the little girl with her hands up against the window, screaming as like this guy sneaks up behind her. There's definitely oh. <laughs> horror vibes here. I think he maybe tries to kidnap the um, daughter, thinking it's his. Well, I mean, if it is his, uh, all the more power to him. But uh, I will say, I do have a prediction about this movie. Okay. I'm thinking the daughter. <laughs> She might be a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, holy shit. All right, next up. Uh, so this is all rumor mill stuff. I'm very tired. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, well, I'd rather be tired and lippy rather than tired and Yeah, what's nice? Uh, yeah. Horror movies? Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, I've only had like four hours sleep as well. There's a reason why I'm drinking this giant-ass Red Bull as I'm going here. Giant-ass. I can't rely on Tim to keep me awake. <laughs> so yeah next up uh so this is all rumor mill stuff but there's mm. apparently a lot of sources that are telling bloody disgusting that tony todd is actually returning as Candyman for the new version of the film um tt's back it sounded like it uh, uh apparently there were several sources that uh, said tony todd will be returning to the role uh for the new film they were all good sources, but none of them were fully confident. So they were all saying that we think he's back, but, you know. But then once the, the news story kind of like came out from them, apparently there are a couple of sources that are trustworthy came forward and said that that's actually that is true. So they've not announced anything yet, so it is kind of still a rumour, but uh, apparently there's a lot of buzz that Tony Todd is back as Candyman in the new Candyman movie uh, that's produced by Jordan Peele. Well, why don't we have sources? Why... <laughs> I don't, it's not fair that these all these other news sites and stuff they always have sources but i mean we should have we could have sources we could have so yeah we should we should build sources tim you're right we should reach out to the industry and build some sources oh, i was thinking maybe just maybe more like tara or something maybe she can just give us a heads up or something i don't want to reach out to anybody i love the idea of saying oh we've, we've got sources that say uh, Friday the 13 legal disputes have been solved and uh, secretly the small prejudice our source is Tara she knows nothing <laughs> anyway um, but this is I mean this is cool though I, I, yeah. I love Tony Todd and I mean he's great as Candyman and he's still like you know he, he's a, he appears in like a lot of stuff and he, you know he still looks good uh, you know he's not like some <laughs> feeble old man that <laughs> doesn't know how to talk anymore he can act he's a good actor I, I have no problem with this. I don't know what your problem is. I, well, this I didn't is say a fine choice. I said nothing. Candyman. I said nothing. <laughs> Shave face. I like Toy Todd well enough. Uh, Toy Todd's a solid B movie staple. He's been in a lot of bad movies, of course, because they tend to shove him in bad movies to, you know, what? like, we have Tony Todd, that'll sell the movie, kind of thing. Mm, you know? Sure. Uh, but I, I have the problem. Obviously, with this coming out, well, we've got a reason to do the Candyman movies before this hits, so mm-hmm. that'll be something we're doing. And, mm-hmm. uh,. And we'll do all three of those uh, before the remake or before the reboot or or whatever we're calling it. So that's right. It's a plan. <laughs> it's a plan. It's a plan. Uh, next mm. up, uh, the Babysitter Two is a thing that's officially happening, and the buzz, the news this week, uh, apart from a little description for the the plot, is that most of the cast are actually coming back, which is weird because <laughs> okay. I maybe I was under the impression that most of these characters a uh, uh, better in the first movie sure. but uh, uh, Judah Lewis is the kid he's back and he's now in high school which is a big part of it uh, but Robbie Amell's back uh, Hannah Mae Lee's back Bella Thorne's back Emma, Emily 
Alan Lin's in there, Andrew Batchelor, uh, Ken Marino. He wasn't in the first movie. I mean, this this list also includes uh, new characters too. Leslie Bibb, mm. Carol McDowell, and Chris Wilde. But, uh, you know... I think Ken Marino was in the first movie. Wasn't he the dad? Oh, you may be right. Yeah, I think Ken Marino was the dad. You're yeah. right. But, I, I, I mean, I remember the teenagers more than anyone else because they were like, sure, you know, yeah, yeah. heavily featured. The parents were really weren't were barely in it. And Robbie Amell and Bella Thorne, I definitely seem to recall thinking they were dead. So, I mean, we'll see how that, yes. uh, that plays into it. Uh, so the, the, the official little description here is uh, two years after defeating the satanic cult led by his babysitter B what a plot Cole's trying to forget his past and focus on surviving high school but when old enemies unexpectedly return Cole will once again have to outsmart the forces of evil so hmm. I have to admit I'm kind of interested and excited this, this shooting starts on October 14th so we can probably expect this next October this will be an October Thon movie in 2020 <laughs> okay yeah and first one was fun so yeah, I, like, sure. I really like the first one, so I have no problems. Next up, A24 Ooh. has acquired the horror spec script Bodies, Bodies, Bodies by Kristen Rapinen. <laughs> uh, so this is from The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, we have Chloe Okuno has boarded the project uh, to direct, to rewrite the the, the, the story and direct. So uh, it says rewrite. I, I think... Uh, no, it is rewrite because it was a spec script. It wasn't like a book. Yeah, okay, so it's rewrite. So it's going to redraft the script and direct the film. Sources have said that the script shows heightened sensitivity to character development and social dynamics in a subversive way, which tells oh, us absolutely yeah, absolutely tells us nothing. Uh, but I thought it was worth mentioning that A twenty four has done a horror movie. Now I don't want to talk about the lighthouse too much in this podcast until like mm-hmm. January because I don't get to see it till then, and I hate Tim. Mm-hmm. Um, although I think I hate him more for a movie that he saw like this past weekend, to be honest. But. Um, <laughs> more than that when that's available to review because i'm looking forward to doing that one but um i do want to mention that i heard a great quote this week on a podcast about lighthouse because okay. some of the like people who get to see early screenings had seen it and someone said the a that it's the most uncommercial film the a24 has ever done <laughs> and b it makes the witch look like die hard that, that was the two quotes okay. I, I saw and i was like you know what <laughs> okay <laughs> it's i gonna, think uh, gonna be a weird movie the... <laughs> I think the the thing I, uh, I I've I've heard people like talk about it is uh, like someone basically compared it to like if Bert and Ernie were stuck in a lighthouse getting drunk or something like that. Like mm. uh, I don't know, it, it sounds wild. Uh, I am starting to um, get a, a little nervous because I, I I see like a lot of people kind of talking about like a lot of the humor aspects of it, which you know obviously I'm not against comedy. Uh, you know it does sound like uh it'll probably have like some Tim, yes you, know, you are you quit stand-up comedy in, a, in an outrage <laughs> and said i'm never going back because the entire industry is corrupt and rife with with uh cooties uh, <laughs> no it's like uh but i mean obviously there's a you know place and a time for everything and uh i you know was really looking forward to this being like oh man it's gonna be like an intense horror movie and now i'm kind of uh i mean again who knows because you know we haven't seen it but I'm getting the feeling that in, maybe instead it's going to be like a, a weird, maybe o- almost a Lynchian kind of like mm. uh, movie where, uh, you know, it, it's not like all horror throughout, but then it has like weird like comedy beats and stuff, which I'm sure is fine. It'll still kick ass. But... I feel, yeah, I feel like this is Eggers like trying to like do his weird little pet project. Like I, I feel like after The Witch, everyone wants him to do another horror movie and he probably will. He'll probably do that, like, after this well, 
that makes no well, money. <laughs> but <laughs> like, well, the yeah, I think I heard someone else talking about that too, like saying that um, because he was made doing us for Atu, and I was looking forward to that. Yeah, and uh, and I don't know, like I uh, I also like I heard on podcast people saying that he's still gonna do Nosferatu, but he that maybe he wanted to get this out of the way first because mm. you know Nosferatu is a, a lot, uh, yeah, like a, an easier sell, like in terms of like hey horror classic horror movie. Yeah, you know, oh, well, uh, what's funny is his Nosferatu, much like The Witch, won't be like that much of a commercial sell, but it'll be much more oh, no, commercial yeah. than this weird lighthouse movie with like just two actors doing this weird pirate yeah. speak the whole time. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I'm looking forward to it because it's going to be a weird, you know, directorial vision movie if nothing else. So I'm excited to oh, see. Oh sure, it. yeah, I think it's going to be an experience, and no matter like how it turns yeah. out, it's going to be interesting. And yeah, you know, I would definitely take something like this that uh, even if it doesn't land, at least it's like going for something you know versus the you know billionth mm. you know hollywood horror movie that's just the same cgi jump scares and shit but yeah no that's, that's true we love on this show we're pro that but <laughs> so uh next up so yes this is interesting osgood perkins uh, who directed nice. The Black Coat's Daughter and the upcoming mm-hmm. Gretel and Hansel. And as this article has reminded me, uh, he also did the I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House, which is something that mm-hmm. we do have to do at some point. We'll probably get to that sometime in uh, early 2020. Uh, I say 2020 because uh, November and the first part of December is going to be all 2019 movies that we've not done yet, and then Christmas movies. So we'll get to other stuff come January. Mm-hmm. And all those franchises we have to keep doing. <laughs> Uh, which I always forget, but but anyway, so he's uh, already lined up his next film is the news here for Lionsgate. Uh, it's a horror film called Incident at Fort Bragg. Uh, that's with two G's, Fort Bragg. Uh, so he's going to write and direct. Uh, the film is inspired by the true story of the renowned writer and Irish Catholic priest uh, Malachi Martin, who was brought in by the US government to perform a sanctioned exorcism and a young soldier at the famed army base. So... Oh. Okay. So, so the director of uh, Black Coast Stars doing an exorcism movie uh, is the long and short of it, but uh, yeah, it could be good. Yeah, no, it's I mean, the, the description itself doesn't excite me that much, but the director does. The director's like, okay, with that director, I can yeah. see, I can see potential here. So, that's cool. Uh, next up, you like comic books, Tim? <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, have you ever heard of uh, Tapas Tapas Media? No, no, I have not. <laughs> well, their digital comic book, Blink, has been optioned by Counterpart Pictures for film rights. Blink focuses on a young African-American girl pushed to the brink until she screams at the top of her lungs, seemingly causing anything and everything to freeze indefinitely. Alone and afraid, she wanders around New York City while being stalked by an ancient evil entity. Oh, sounds interesting. Yeah, that's that's because is is everyone else frozen and she's just on her own? But there's like one other like evil thing following her around in this quiet like frozen world. That, that yeah. could be interesting. Uh, the comics written by Rex Ogle and drawn by Eduardo Francisco. And then we had a couple of trailers to talk about. Uh, just two of them this week. Uh, we have The Shed, which is a RLJE Films uh, a release, and uh, it's coming on November fifteenth. Uh, and it's going to be available digitally. So if we're going to cover this, uh, this will probably be a November movie. But uh, so this is about Stan, who lives with the abusive grandfather and tries to protect his best friend from high school bullies. 
When he discovers a murderous creature has taken refuge inside his tool shed, he tries to battle the demon alone until his bullied friend discovers the creature and has a far more sinister plan. Uh, and as we see in the trailer, it's basically like he wants to use it to kill the bullies. <laughs> he wants to like, yeah. you know, they're all high school kids and they look a bit old for high school kids as often they do. But uh, what do you think of the trailer, Tim? Uh, it looks interesting. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm completely sold on it. Um, it the the quality doesn't look great, uh, you know, unfortunately. Um, and I, I don't know, there's like... Uh, this kind of stuff I'm just like sick of seeing you know where it's like you know oh there's this kid and like you know here's his crush and like you know he's just like you know some loser pining away for this girl uh, which I, I don't know I feel like I've just like seen this like uh, so many times and it, I mean it was kind of like a thing I like growing up but I feel like now it's kind of like you know seems like one of those like hey this nice guy uh, you know should get this girl or whatever I don't know um uh, but it, it could be cool uh yeah I, i'm kind of curious how much um uh, of the monster we'll actually see in the shed and why it's like you know tied to the shed i don't know if it's like literally like chained up in it or if there's some reason it can't get out but uh i don't know it could could possibly be cool but i, I wouldn't say i'm like super sold on it yeah yeah the trailer's not terrible but it's also not doing anything to particularly wow me either uh, it does not show the monster at all in the trailer, but that could just be because they want to save it for the for the movie, as opposed sure, to yeah. you know uh, them just not showing it at all. But uh, I don't hate the premise. No, yeah. Uh, uh, the idea of them luring people back to your shed is kind of interesting, but um, yeah, it feels a little bit uh, you know TV show like you know everything was like bright sure. daylight, everything was you know kind of easy going yeah. looking. Yeah, like the, uh, you know, that's what I was kind of talking about with like the, you know, the quality isn't really, mm. you know, getting me too excited, but I don't know, it could be cool. It's not necessarily the most like original, you know, like it kind of feels reminiscent of like, uh, you know, the crate segment from a creep show or like even like deathbed or something where, yeah, you have like this very specific kind of place uh, <laughs> that kills people and you have to lure them there, but uh i mean again though you know it all kind of depends on how they handle it if the characters are interesting it could you know turn out to be a cool little thing hmm. um and then the other trailer we got to talk about this week is for a christmas horror anthology uh, <laughs> movie coming out starring jeffrey combs who's in the wraparound as like the the uh the storyteller because uh, it seems to be that a woman goes into this small like sort of like shop this this you know this uh <laughs> a uh, little sort of trinket shop and he's like there's a story behind every object and that seems to be how he tells the stories that we get in the, the movie uh, at least one of them looks like it's got like a doll in it so tim's going to love that one because he loves movies with dolls <laughs> um and there's also like a crazy santa one uh kind of thing who starts killing people so uh, how like you know good or original this is going to be i'm not sure i will say the the budget did feel really cheap in the stuff with Jeffrey mm-hmm. Combs. Like the stuff in that shop felt really kind of like, okay, this looks really like lowbrow cheap. Um, yeah. But the stories themselves look like they could be fun, if, if not sure. a bit silly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm kind of ho- holding out uh, hope for. Like, I doubt that it'll be, uh, like, you know, amazing in, in terms of filmmaker or something. But, you know, if you get a nice little anthology around Christmas time with a you know at least like a couple of pretty fun stories it could be cool um but i feel like we really didn't get a lot of 
variety because you know it does seem to be an anthology movie uh but it seems like you really only see like uh some stuff from the santa suit and stuff like from that like a uh, doll which i think was like supposed to be like a rabbi or something yeah yeah it looked like the hat um, on and the beard and all that yeah 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 uh but like i mean which i mean those uh you know look like cool fun stories but if it's like an anthology movie you know you kind of think that there's going to be more than that <laughs> Uh, typically, I think three is the least that I expect. Um, although yeah. there is that one, uh, is it Two Evil Eyes, which is only two? It's like literally just two, like forty-minute stories. Yeah, I feel like. I mean, I, I don't know what the exact like you know dictionary definition of anthology is, but I feel like two is just like uh, I don't know two shorter movies put together. Yeah, like, it <laughs> it's a double like... feature. Yeah. Um, um, so. And I I do think it's kind of funny. Like I think the premise like from what it looks like in the trail, it looks like the premise is this lady kind of coming into the store like last minute to get a Christmas gift, um, which, you know, Hey, that's totally fine. But then also like, you know, what are you going to get like a, as a Christmas gift, like a, a bloodied Santa suit or a, <laughs> like a, a, a rabbi doll. Like, and it seems like, uh, all right, this is probably aren't the best choices. Hey, it's Christmas Eve. You've left it too late. There's nothing else is open, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And the reanimators and try to you know flog his items to you like yeah <laughs> yeah you know, I, I don't know anyway that, that's holiday hell mm-hmm. which is coming out this year of course for Christmas mm-hmm. if I it's out on if I it's it's available exclusively on Tubi from the fifteenth of October but then it's uh, out in DVD on the fifth of November so um. Yeah, we we probably will end up doing this for Christmas uh, amongst maybe a, maybe another movie or maybe a classic kind of thing. Uh, I know Tim's been itching at me for years for uh, selling it Deadline Eight Part Two. Um, <laughs> yes. And my my hesitation's always been that half the movie is just clips from the first movie, so I'm like, how much are we going to talk about? But you know, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll give in this year. Um, but yeah, so that, that was the news. Uh, that is all the news for for the week. So uh, the movie you're about to hear us talk about is The Cleaning Lady. So enjoy that. And remember, the Octoberthon starts tomorrow. So uh, be excited for the Octoberthon. Yeah. So so without we'll Cleaning Lady, we'll start spoiler free as we always do. We'll give you a warning before we get into spoilers somewhere in the middle. Uh, this is a this is a you know a new newish film. Festivals last year, but mostly uh, a 2019 release for the most part, and uh, meaning that it will be eligible when we get to our end of year uh awards i guess is what i'm saying oh well start clearing out room at the top <laughs> so yeah clearly it was clearly about cleaning lady is about a well a weird cleaning lady who begins to have a kind of creepy relationship with this woman named alice who lives alone in an apartment and she's going through a kind of a weird relationship where she's dating a married man and is going to a self-help group called uh, lovers obsessed or something like that i think it was called uh I'm not, I'm not sure. i think i missed it yeah so i i couldn't figure out at first what exactly this group was for <laughs> I, I think it's like people who are all in like weird or people who all know they should get out of the relationships they're in but don't have the strength to so they have sponsors i've never heard of this particular type oh. of self-help group i've heard of a lot of self-help groups but this one is was a new one to me i have to say well, i gotta see if it's real because i could probably use that <laughs> tim's poor wife is the butt of so many jokes mm-hmm. I, <laughs> hey, I wasn't talking about my wife genius <laughs> oh 
How dare you? How dare you? I have made you a happy man. Thank you very much. I will not hear this. I will not hear this. How dare you? This is a... Yeah, so it's a movie about uh, this obsessive relationship that this cleaning lady uh, named Shelley begins to have. Uh, There's also flashbacks to Shelley's past. Shelley's a a scarred character. uh, And I, I mean that literally. She's a scarred face. Um, from an accident in a US, but not Scarface, yes. And she uh, begins. So, so Al- Alice is kind of nice and reaches out to her, try to make a new friend, uh, and it goes to obsessive and disturbing places. So you that's think the. We'll ever see uh, Scarface in a Batman movie, a live action Batman movie? I don't think it'll be the the Matt Reeves trilogy we're about to get. I feel like maybe someday. I don't think it'll be in that one. I'd be surprised. Okay. I feel like uh, what I like about Spider-Man is I feel like they have an edict when they do the movies where it's like, all right, we got to use someone we haven't used before, even if it's <laughs> just like, well, I guess we got to use Mysterio, then it's like fine. But I feel like the Batman movies are like, yeah, we'll just keep using Joker, keep using Two-Face. Hey, to be fair, get two- Scarface in there. <laughs> oh, Two-Face has been two. I was going to say Two-Face has only been one movie, but what, what can I say? I'm forgetting about Batman Forever. <laughs> I'm so sorry. How could you forget? <laughs> Riddle me this. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not great, baby. <laughs> it's boiling acid. Um, <laughs> that's that one line of dialogue that's always stuck in my head from that movie. Is that security guard at the start who's mm. afraid of the, the acid? Um, well, there's some acid in this movie, actually. Uh, there is, actually. You're right. There is some acid. Uh, we'll get to that in the spoilers, though. <laughs> Sorry, I spoiled that there's acid. Yeah. Uh, are you did you have you been watching uh, Chernobyl, Tim? Did you uh, check out that? Uh, no, I, I heard it's really good. That's yeah. really good. That's really good. Um, it just kind of popped in my head because uh, there's no acid in Chernobyl. You know, it's radiation, but it was just everything in like movies and TV now that's supposed to be dangerous feels like nothing because after Chernobyl, like it's like it's not radiation. It's not as bad. <laughs> <laughs> Being burned alive is a piece of cake compared to radiation poisoning. I'm not, I'm not hearing it. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so that, that was the movie. Uh, so I'll ask Tim the question that I always do. Yeah, uh, Timothy Vergulish mm-hmm. Chow. Yes. Did you enjoy the cleaning lady? Um, no, not really. Uh, <laughs> it's a, it's not the worst thing ever i guess like it's you know it, it's one of those like watchable movies where yeah i wasn't clawing my eyes out for it to be over like uh, and i will say if you're a um you know if you're one of the people that really likes like disturbing stuff you know that there's definitely some disturbing shit in this movie mm-hmm. um but it just feels very um it doesn't feel like thought out at all like uh i, I think it's like a little hard to talk about it without spoilers but uh like i really couldn't figure out what shelly's motivations were like what exactly you know she wants to do with these other characters and stuff it, it seems like it's just kind of like i don't know i, th- I think i have really an well ans- thought out <laughs> i think i have an answer when we get to spoilers but it is very thin so i mean <laughs> okay it is yeah it's it's yeah i, I don't want to yeah, give yeah. too much away but and oh my god it's 
I, I was, I really hated like the awkwardness of this movie. Okay. Because like, <laughs> there's so many scenes between like Alice and Shelley where, yeah, she, you know, she's trying to talk to her and she's just kind of like, you know, being very quiet and just being like giving mm-hmm. these really weird cryptic answers. And I guess, you know, congrats to Alice for maybe being the nicest person in the world because I feel like any other person would be like. Uh, wow, you are super weird. Uh, I want you out of my life as soon as possible. Uh, like, which, you know, and I guess like you're supposed to feel sympathy because, you know, she's, um, disfigured and everything, which is, you know, totally fair. But, you know, the way she acts is super weird and a lot of red flags to be like, hey, this, this person, there's something wrong with them. The, I don't know. It's uh, but it's a, yeah. Overall, I don't think it's a very good movie. Yeah, I'm kind of in a similar boat. I don't think it's a a, a bad movie per se. Like I, you know, like sure. I, I yeah. feel like there's a lot of movies you come into, and I'm I'm kind of like ah, oh, this or oh, that. I think this was yeah. fairly watchable. Um, well, one of the things yeah. that I was concerned about when I saw the trailer actually was the acting, and I do think some of the acting is a bit rough. I, I think, yeah, <laughs> I I think like Alice, uh, her 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 boyfriend quote-unquote michael um like <laughs> some of the acting is just a little bit it it feels like i feel like we're in this era right where there's this almost a new class of of uh of movie which is because once upon a time we had theater movies and we had direct-to-video and direct-to-video mm-hmm. would usually have cheesier acting but it would mm-hmm. still kind of feel like a sh- like something like it still feel like a performance in some way. I feel like yep. ever since the dawn of like digital like recording and the internet, there's these mm-hmm. like low budget movies where it's just actors who have no charisma. <laughs> and the, yeah, yeah. And yep. I, I was kind of feeling that like as I was watching some of the actors in this movie, where it, and I don't necessarily think it's always their fault. Like I think direction plays a part in this, like for sure. Definitely. But, like, I was getting this vibe of, like, just not really buying, like, I, I just, I, I felt like I was watching someone trying to act as opposed to actually being engrossed in the performance or, or just, t- you know, like, it's one of those mm-hmm. things where I don't want to notice it. If I notice it, then yeah. something's wrong. If I don't notice it, then they're doing their job right. But that's weird as that I, I think that's totally fair. Like, yeah, like, these do feel like actors. It doesn't really feel like a, a real lived-in world. And it almost mm. feels, like, play-y in a way. Yeah. Like, like, the apartment feels kind of staged, and, yeah, I, I can see that. Hmm, yeah. Um, I I mean, there is a couple of creepy moments that I, I do kind of like. Um, I'll, I'll give it that, yeah. There's a couple of uh, some of those awkward moments that I do kind of... Like, honestly, for me, some of the, the, the awkward, weird, tense moments where it was just kind of, like, social awkwardness, I think it was maybe some of the best stuff in the movie because it actually provoked a response out of me. Whereas a lot of the... Like, everything with, like, her, like, wanting to leave the guy because he wouldn't leave her, his wife... Like all of that stuff, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, oh, I don't care. This is all, this is all just fodder, so that there's a character here to to probably be killed later on in the movie. Like that, that was like my feeling yeah. immediately, mm-hmm. uh, and to try and give it some drama. And there is some thematic stuff in there technically, but like it's it's very <laughs> loose. And the flashbacks yeah. to uh, Shelley's past are very shock value. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, a, there's a moment <laughs> when you realize what's happening in her past, where I went, oh, that's what this is. Okay, you nasty movie. You nasty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was uh once you kind of find out what her 
what happened to her. I was like, Jesus Christ, like this movie did not need to go there. Yeah, no, it, uh, all sorts of weird implications. Um, I think, mm-hmm. the, the, and I think that the last thing I'd say about it in terms of, you know, spoiler free stuff is that the ending mm-hmm. is kind of really sudden and I kind of oh, went, yeah. oh, that was it. Like I was actually shocked when it cut to the credit. I was like, wait, what? That's the ending? That's where we're, we're leaving oh, yeah. this? Uh, okay. If, it felt like it was a whole other like 10 minutes of scenes that were, <laughs> that were cut out of the movie yeah. at the end, <laughs> uh, which is fine. But I, I think the problem is, is that I, th- I think the reason what she's doing with the character in that scene at the ending, I feel like there's like one subtle like setup for it and a flashback early on. And that is it. To the point where I really had to think about what just happened in that final scene. And it wasn't like a okay. super meaningful moment. So... Eh, you know that's what it is and then the other thing i want to say is that the music at times was getting really too melodramatic they had this piano come in and it was doing this mm. melodramatic kind of like oh very sad and somber and yeah. you know feel sorry for everything <laughs> blah 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 do you like the movie everyone do you like alice <laughs> Do you like her? She's sad because she's with a married man. She feels like a stripper. Mm-hmm. Feel sorry for her so that you'll feel sorry for her when when Shelley comes for her in the night and tries to do things to her. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> yeah, the, the whole relationship uh, subplot was so stupid. Like, because Yeah, I think you're right before when you're talking about how yeah like the, the acting wasn't great like there really is no chemistry before him like the michael character feels so bland it's kind of like and you know like alice is like a very you know like attractive you know like seems like a very successful woman like it it's not like it seems like there'd be any conceivable reason why you know she couldn't find like a you know someone better for her. but because like the michael guy kind of seems like a creep it's like why like who cares about this guy yeah, I mean, I'm willing to sort of go with that because all sorts of people get into relationships that are not good for them and they, they think that that's just yeah, what yeah. they're trapped in and whatever. Um, she she has, I mean, she actually is a very... Because she's a self-employed, like, uh... Not a mistress. Or... Well, she does, like, she has, like the, the mud masks and she does the, sure, yeah. uh, you know... Like beautician, I guess. Beautician, yeah, that's probably right. But she, she does that from home. She has clients who come over. That's, like, how she makes her living. So she's pretty like, independent and successful. Like, she doesn't even rely on an employer, so... Uh, you know, I, which is good. I, I mean, it's it makes her different to other movie characters. Um, it, it's almost like a shame they didn't play with that more. The idea that you know she she is on her own a lot. Like she 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 invites people into her house. Um, it's almost yeah. weird that the 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 character that ends up stalking her isn't like one of her clients. It's the cleaning lady <laughs> who like yeah. I, I thought they were going to like make a twist later on that she didn't really work for the the building or something like that, and it never really did anything like that. I, I guess that's a no. male spoiler, I suppose. But I mean, like you know, they yeah. don't do anything with it. <laughs> like I thought early on, I was thinking, oh, maybe she's not really supposed to be here, but nothing right. ever really came of that. It was just kind of okay. Sure. Yeah. Also, I think. Um, no, I'll, I'll save it for spoilers, just in case. Um, I guess a very mild spoiler, but I'll save it. Sure. Well, we can do spoilers. I, I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much out of spoiler-free stuff. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> but it's not. It's not a ter- I don't. I, I want to emphasize though. It's not a terrible watch. Like, I, I thought it was easy enough to get through. 
Oh yeah, definitely. Like I was uh, interested enough in it that you know I, I did want to you know keep going along. I wanted to see what would happen, and you know, like you said, there were a few creepy moments that you know I think it's um, yeah you know, at least sets it apart from something that's completely terrible or super boring. It's not like that. It's just yeah, <laughs> it, it's just definitely not the best. Yeah. So I think we will go into spoilers then. Uh, so full spoilers for the cleaning lady from this point on. Um, so, so the, the, the one of the things that I thought was kind of crazy is how she becomes the cleaning lady. Because I don't know if I missed something, but like she was originally just there to like uh, fix the like shower or the drain or whatever, right? Yeah, it's, it's, she's just there to fix the drain. Uh, and Alice had said to her, you know, superintendent or you know, landlord or whoever, uh, that she didn't want the person coming in when she wasn't there. She wants to be there to supervise whoever's, you know, in, in the house. Uh, so she comes home like, and and Shelly's there doing her thing, unclogging the drain. And she basically just says, hey, do you do any cleaning work? And she's like, we're not allowed to. She's like, well, I don't have to tell management. Like, I'll just pay you cash. I, I just think that's so crazy, though. Like, if you need a clean... First of all, like, that apartment or house or whatever uh I, I guess it's technically an apartment but like it i don't know it feels like a house i don't know but like it's uh, a big apartment <laughs> yeah but it was it was like spotless like you don't she, she definitely did not need a cleaning lady really and then uh but if you are going to get one like why would you not call a maid service or something like yeah. it's crazy to me that you would just ask someone that technically you know, would be like the equivalent of like a plumber or a maintenance worker or something to be like, hey, can you also clean? Yeah. Also, it's uh, she offers a hundred dollars per 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 day, like, and like, how 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 long is this cleaning session going to be? Like, does she have her there from like, you know, like ten a.m. all the way to like six p.m.? Like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. is, is it? Because I wasn't sure if this was like far too much or far too little. I was like, if she's only coming in for a couple hours to clean, a hundred dollars seems like a lot. <laughs> if she's if she's yeah, there like all day, definitely. then maybe it's a little bit too little. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe it's not important in the overall scheme of the movie, but I just thought I felt like a hundred. That seems a bit high. But then, I, and I was like, wait, no, if she's there all day yeah. and it's like a full day's work, then maybe it's not too high. Maybe it's actually too little because a full day's yeah. wage <laughs> should, should be more than that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it, it it's very strange. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's very odd. Um, she yeah, so she kind of like tries to be nice to her. Alice is like, oh hey, do you want to stay for dinner? And she kind of does that because she's trying to stay away from the the, the boyfriend. And she's like, now you be here so I'm not alone, kind of thing. And she makes her dinner, mm-hmm. and is like, would you like to watch some TV? And we actually like cut to a scene where she's a falling asleep on the couch, and like Shelley's like still sitting there awake and starts like touching her leg. And I'm like, yeah, okay, all right, creepy mm-hmm. stuff. All right, she's got an obsession. <laughs> um, and she even like tries to drive her but home because it's like it's... past, the, you know, past the time the buses are running. Yeah, but the like the stuff that like drives me crazy is like uh, all these things that like Alice is doing. Like, okay, yeah, it, it is very nice to you know like invite someone over for you know dinner and everything, but like. Uh, do you have to make it like a romantic candlelit dinner? Like everything like seemed like so intimate and it's like, <laughs> you know, it, like if you just 
just want to be friends with someone. You'd be like, hey, you want to like order pizza? Maybe like chill out for a bit. Like totally fine. But like well, the way she like I, does I, I, everything, it's Tim, like it seems like you're setting up for this person to be obsessed with you. <laughs> Tim, I'm glad you you're mentioning the the nature of this dinner. Now I can argue a lot of it. We were saying that Alice is just that type of person. She likes to like sort of do up the dinner table. She, I, mean, I I expect Alice does this when she's on her own. She likes to light a candle. She likes to have sure. nice things around her. Right. So she's just that sort of person. I'll accept that. The line that the line that made me do a double take was at the finished dinner, <laughs> and she says to her, "And now for the best part of any meal, Turkish coffee." What? Oh yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. What the hell is this shit? <laughs> what? <laughs> you have this with every meal, or at least every dinner? Like I... what? <laughs> I, I I absolutely abhor coffee. I, I hate it. I can't stand it. I, yeah, I, I don't know well. what the difference between Turkish coffee is. Uh, I'm assuming it's some type of fancy. I, I thing, assume it's just a but... mild flavor difference. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Go... That, that is crazy. It's like you get different like coffee beans that are different flavors. I assume it's just like that. Where they're, they're all coffee, but they've got like a slight mm-hmm. tinge or something to them. I don't know. Uh, the the one thing I I will give Alice a little bit credit with because uh, I was worried that the movie was gonna be like a little classist, you know, where it's gonna be like oh like you know the the working class person of course is crazy and obsessive and blah 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 and the you know rich person is gonna be all snooty and stuff. But yes. uh, you know I did admire that she was um you know treating the you know the working class person as an equal. You know, and, and inviting them to dinner and engaging in them in conversation and treating them like a human being. So, um, again, like she was probably being too nice because there were a lot of warning signs that this person was super <laughs> weird. But, um, but I, you know, I do want to give props to Alice though for that at least. A few red flags. Yeah, I never felt like it was doing anything with a class thing. It was, it was more just that she was just disturbed. The fact that she was, you know, the position she was in had nothing to do with like why the way she should why she is the way she is i suppose yeah um why she is the way she is i, I guess this is where we're going to talk about the flashbacks it's yeah problematic in its own which sense. <laughs> which starts i think it's the scene because after this uh alice says oh you don't wear makeup ever you don't know how how about uh, next time you come over to clean we'll, we'll i'll show you how to do some makeup after and she has this scene where she's like staring at the mirror she's got some makeup on and it's kind of covering some of the scarring and she's you know uh mm. and it has this flashback and we we meet in the flashback her mother who's who's putting applying makeup to her and when she's very young when she's yeah she's she's like maybe 12 maybe something like that yeah, maybe a little bit younger uh and she's like oh when you grow up you're gonna meet a nice man he's gonna be loyal not like your father and she's because mm-hmm. uh, what because we, we know that uh shelly doesn't like smoking and then we see her mother smoking so it's like okay right so we're gonna have this like like that's, that's she hates her mother somehow and that's why she hates that so much mm-hmm. um but she basically a guy comes over and like you know whips out a wad of cash and mm-hmm. is giving it to the mother and the mother leads him upstairs and she offers him a cupcake like you know that's like part of the entry here is that she offers him a cupcake and then she really leads him up to uh to shelly's bedroom opens the door and says i'll come back and get you at like seven mm-hmm. yeah See, at, at first, like, when the, like, you know, person's coming in and, like, you know, taking out money and stuff, I thought, like, oh, is, like, the mother a, you know, like, a, a sex worker or whatever? Uh, 
you know, uh, but then, yeah, once she starts leading her to uh, Shelly's room, it's like, oh, oh, no, no, no. I don't no, like she, where she, this is going. She's <laughs> pimping her daughter out. That's what's happening. Yeah. Against her will. Because she doesn't want to work at the fertilizer factory. <laughs> because she doesn't want to work at the that's, that's it's like a, really... a weird detail where it's like that, yeah, that's a, at some point she's <laughs> that's a really dark like bit of dark joke there right she doesn't want to work at yeah. a fertilizer <laughs> factory <laughs> It's like you, you could get other jobs, but okay, okay. Fertilize. I just want to focus on that word there for a second. Fertilize. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's super dark. And then the next time we get a flashback like this, uh, as another guy comes in and he's getting the guitar and he's taking his clothes off. But then we hear screaming and uh, Shelly has bit him and uh, he, like, you know, punches the mom in the gut and takes his money back. I am paying for this. And when he's in yeah. the kitchen, uh, trying to like rinse his his, his like finger that's been bitten, uh, young Shelley comes up and stabs him like five times in the leg, uh, and then this is how she mm-hmm. actually gets scarred because he grabs the the pot of boiling water and throws it in her face. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's how that yeah. happens. Um, <clears throat> and- yeah. So one. But uh, the the one credit I will give this movie is it it is pretty brutal. Like when the like they don't shy away from showing like some of the gore and stuff and like the stabbings and like uh, you know there's definitely several yeah. scenes in this where I was kind of you know wincing a little bit there's, like going like ooh. There's not a ton of it, but like yeah, but when it does come up, it doesn't remotely shy away from it. Like it like I, I like the stabbing here. Like that's a weird thing to say, but yeah. like it, it was really quick and visceral and it felt kinda and it was like a weird part it was like the side of the leg. It was like a really weird place. I always yeah. this yeah. is a this is a weird thing I have, but I actually really love it when movies or T V shows where someone gets injured in a place that's not normal. Because I feel like so many <laughs> like movies and T V shows have characters they always get shot in the chest or the head or they always yeah. uh, you know get stabbed here or there. So I always love when someone gets like stabbed in the side of a leg, or maybe even like the side of, the, of a stomach, or you know, like just some sort of weird place that feels yeah. random and like just like that, that's where the opportunity was. In this case, it's just how tall <laughs> Shelley is at the time. Yeah. But again, creepy as shit. And then the final flashback: Shelley uh, kills her mother because uh, her mother's about to cut her tongue out, cut her tongue off. Mm-hmm. She's got scissors to her, to her tongue, uh, and then. Eventually, Shelley stabs on the back with those scissors. Well, uh, I I don't know. I I didn't think she killed her though, because she oh has sorry, her sorry. Locked up. You're right. You're right. I misspoke. You're right. You're right. She doesn't kill her. She st- she stabs her. Uh, presumably cuts off her tongue because we see at the start and the end of the movie that she has her mother chained up in a container and she feeds her blended rats. <laughs> I, yes. oh, you know, I, I already hate rats and then ugh, seeing them blended yeah. together. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, and, and I thought that was like a legitimately kind of creepy shot when you first see her going in there uh, and you kind of see, you know, you don't know it's her mother at first, but you just see she has someone like, you know, chained up um, yeah, I, I think kind of crawling around. I think the natural red herring here is we're supposed to think that maybe this is what she wants to do to Alice. This is, right. this is, a, this is a victim yeah. that she has. Uh, as yeah. it, but it turns out it's actually a personal sort of thing with her mother and then what she wants to do with Alice is a little bit different um, because we we have you know, it gets a little bit creepier where she shows up well, and says he... yeah That's well, uh, and, and I kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier though but this is one of my problems is I don't know if there's really a clear I, I mean I'll, let me know what you think but I, I thought there was 
it wasn't really clear exactly what she wanted to do. Because, like, part of it feels like she wants to become Alice. Part of it feels like she wants to make her life better. Part of it feels like she wants to keep her and, you know, treat her like a doll. Well, let's, like, well, let's, let's, work, know. let's work through it then. Let's go through the sequence okay. of events here. <laughs> so she comes over uh, more randomly one morning and says, you want to watch TV? I thought we could watch TV together. Like, just out of nowhere. And mm. Alice is like, oh, that's sweet, but uh, I've got stuff to do today. <laughs> Maybe could have called yeah, or yeah. something. Um, and she does let her in to make her tea, uh, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of awkward. Yeah, but... she keeps saying tea will make you feel better. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I don't, I don't want any tea. And then she just waits a long pause. Tea will make you feel better. Like. <laughs> 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 Again, red flag, come on. Yeah, red <laughs> but, flag, yes. Yeah. Uh, but she actually, like, like chloroforms her when she's asleep, so she won't wake up. And she pours, like, stuff over her face. Turns out to be a mold. She's making a mold of her face so she can make a, a mask of her face, which she then wears and looks at herself in the mirror. So that's where you're, does she want to become Alice creepy stuff? Because she also wears, like, her necklace, her beads, and she wears, like, her, her earrings, and it's like she wants to become Alice. And then... As the movie goes on, of course, she like when she she realizes that Alice is actually caved and is going to be together with her boyfriend again. Um, she alert she she chloroforms her again and then texts the, the boyfriend to come over, which she does. And at this point, we've seen the wife a couple of times. She's kind of starting to suspect things and goes to follow him. And she chloroforms him. You know, injects him with what? Uh, she chlor yeah, she chloroforms him, but she also injects him with stuff after that. Um and yeah she like attacks him like you know she jumps on him and yeah yeah and she's apparently a strong little lady because she actually gets both of them like you know to back to her place in the middle of the woods mm-hmm. uh where she has them and she has like a knife like sort of strapped into like uh, uh alice's hands and you know she's gagged and all that and she's like you have to finish this for yourself uh, and she's got her like she wants her to stab uh, Michael, the the boyfriend, who's like again gagged himself. They're both tied up. They can't really do anything. She has enough. She can she can motion down the way with a knife, but she's she can't really do anything else. Mm-hmm. And when she refuses to, Alice pulls out some sulfuric acid and is like, "Well, I'm going to start pouring it on him, and he is going to die really slowly and painfully if you don't end it, end it, you know, end his suffering." And she pours it on his legs. It's really brutal looking. And she pours it on his crotch, which thankfully they don't show you too much. Um, oh. Although you do kind of, there is one like bird's eye shot where you can kind of see that it's melted through the underwear, and it's like you can kind of see some of his crotch. Uh, <laughs> really nasty. Oh. And then she pours it in his mouth. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> nasty. Nasty stuff. Surprise. Yeah, surprised it wouldn't kill you that fast, or you'd at least pass out from pain or, or something. I feel I feel like once it was in his mouth, he's probably dying. Like, like yeah, because I, I, I think he's probably surviving his legs, sure. Um, but I feel like he's definitely dying fairly quickly once it's in his mouth. Because uh, he starts coughing yeah. up, he starts you know, then, you know everything. Because yeah. then the the whole point it's like yeah, he's dying anyway, but. You know, Shelley wants Alice to kill them to at least end his suffering. You know, faster. Yeah, so she's trying to make her make her. Uh, in some sense, like yeah, it's, it's almost like here she wants to help her. Uh, but the ending, of course, after that, there's like a little detour where the 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 wife shows up and 
agrees to try and help her escape, even though she's like aware that it's oh, this is you're the mistress, you're the other one who's with my husband. Um, mm. there's an odd like I detour mean, scene where she. Her... Uh... Sorry. Oh well, yeah, I think I, I think I was gonna mention what you're getting at this weird uh thing with this like truck driver. Yeah, her car breaks down. The wife's car <laughs> breaks down, and she has to like signal down someone uh, to help her. Mm. And this weird old religious guy is like, ah, the almighty's played a played a fast one on you. I'll get you some gas. I'll come back. And he comes back, <laughs> and we have this weird thing where she's kind of weirded out by him a little bit, even though he's actually relatively sweet, despite the fact that he says a couple of weird things. <laughs> I mean, I, be, because it's like a horror movie and everything. Like you know, I did think like, all right, is this guy gonna be a creep is he gonna make a move on her or something but mm-hmm. he actually ends up being like just like a really sweet <laughs> nice guy but it, it's totally pointless like there really is no, no. Uh, it, it, need for it in the movie it's just a stall tactic to keep her from getting to the house until the right time that's basically all it yeah. is uh, and then when she gets there she, you know, she agrees to untie alice and they're almost out the door when uh shelly shows up with a shovel and beats her to death. <laughs> so you know, and Alice tr- almost gets away. She gets to the car. She's got she's got keys out, uh, but then she gets injected, and we end the movie because we're actually at the final scene of the movie at this point, where she's in like a, you know a bedroom that's been made up, uh, kind of like you know Shelley's like you know bedroom from when she was a kid, and she tries to get up. She's 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 got makeup on. You know, Shelley's like done her up and is dressed her the way she wants her. She's got her in this this room. And she gets up and she's chained to the bed. And then the movie ends when she realizes she's looking at Shelly. Shelly's like in the window looking at her. And the music just goes, mm-hmm. it's like there's a music sting and then it cuts to credits. And the only setup for this is that in one of the flashbacks early on, Shelly has a dollhouse and is like seems to care about her dollhouse. Mm-hmm. So I think the ending here is supposed to be mm-hmm. that she's got a now her, her life-sized like dollhouse and this is like Alice is her doll right. kind of thing. But that the setup yeah. for that is so thin. Like I, I really went. Wait, that's the ending. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I feel like they really need to, I don't know, hammer that a, a little bit more. And, uh, and again, especially like it just seems confusing earlier in the movie to have these other kind of things that makes it seem like, oh, this is her motive. Oh, wait, no, I guess this is it. And, uh, and, and I kept waiting for like, you know, there to be, uh, what you call it, um. Uh, for like Alice to do something that would make her snap, like you know, like you kind of keep thinking that the story is gonna be like, oh, she's gonna think they're great friends, and then eventually Alice is gonna feel like suffocated and be like, hey, listen, you know, we just we can't do this anymore. I'm sorry, uh, and then that's gonna make her go like crazy. Uh, yeah. But there really is anything like this. Like Alice is very very nice throughout the whole movie, uh, which you know <laughs> makes it like a you know a lot more tragic. Uh, what happens so i mean i mean i guess props for the movie not kind of going the expected route but it doesn't i don't feel a little weird yeah it somehow managed to make make the character of alice like she she is always friendly to her so it makes her at least not like a hate you know a hated character but she's also really dull like everything with the the boyfriend all that stuff is really dull and kind of uninteresting uh which which is a really conflicting kind of feeling there i but she's also not painfully bad to watch either, or painfully hard to watch because, sure. Yeah. Well, the acting from her is not that great. Uh, mm-hmm. 
she's not like mind-numbingly bad but at the same time she's not funny bad either and funny bad might have been a little bit better yeah <laughs> like you know funny, funny yeah. bad can be good so it, it's a tough one i i don't want to be too hard on it because it, it feels like a fairly reasonable middle of the road film but it's just yeah. there's not enough in, in it to really recommend it for me that like it feels like it's going through a couple of different tropes. Like, okay, it's creepy when she wears the the face mask of of uh, of, yeah. of Alice, but like, I feel like yeah, like I've kind of seen that before and other things. Like, it feels like they don't do enough mm-hmm. with it. Um, and then likewise, like, so here, here's something I would have wanted in the movie. I feel like it's lacking like context, and this is I think maybe this goes back to you saying that it feels like it's not a real lived in world. Is mm-hmm. like. Can we see like who like employed her? Can we have like a scene with like her employer and sure. her yeah. uh, and how she ended up working yeah. at the building? Just to kind of establish like their relationship, just to say, like, okay, right, he clearly like he's sympathetic towards her, maybe, or she's sympathetic towards her, and they yeah. hired her because okay, this is a job that you can do, and you know, like, mm. and what is their relationship? You know, is, is are they bossy with her? Are they sympathetic to her? Like. Just give me a little bit of that, yeah. that world building uh, around the characters, just to because as it is, it just feels like a magic trick that she's just she's there, and then the plot starts and oh totally know, yeah um which is which is partly why I was expecting a twist later on. I was like, no, she's not supposed to be in the building. She she's snuck yeah. in and pretending to be the maintenance. You know, I, I thought yeah. we were doing something with that. Yeah, or like something. Yeah, because when you first see her too, it's it's like weird. She's like, you know, just holding like her hair from the drain and stuff. Like she easily could have been like a, you know, crazy person that just like went into her house when she wasn't home and just started grabbing these things. Yeah, um, yeah. It's no. I mean, yeah. You know, I think I'm on like the, a similar page. Like, yeah, it, it easily isn't the worst thing in the world. It was. Uh, entertaining enough to that you you know you do want to watch and get through the whole thing uh i just think maybe yeah i could have used a little bit more focus maybe uh maybe just like define the character a little bit more or like you said maybe have more context to you know some of the things that she's doing and uh honestly i'd probably drop the whole uh like sexual abuse thing it kind of makes it seem a little weird yeah well i I think Uh, what they were doing there was like she, she's so invested in Alice, like breaking away from this guy because she mm-hmm. sees it as bad. She, you know, she, she, she and not in like a okay. healthy, not not in the way that everyone else does. We really, like, oh well, I mean, he's a married man. Maybe this is unhealthy. Like no, she sees it as bad as like because she, she's making her think of her own sexual abuse kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I, that's yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, the. Uh, you know the the SJW in me, of course. Like, you know, one of my first thoughts was like, all right, what is this saying about you know sex abuse victims? Like, they're gonna grow up to become you know these crazy murderers and stuff. Like, obviously, it's not what the film uh, is intending, but you I, know, it was like I, something I thought of. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> like, know if it's really saying anything. Uh, oh no, yeah, I don't really. I don't think so. I mean, if nothing else, all I all I could really say is like. If you are a monster to your child, they will grow up to be. You'll create a monster, like in return, kind of thing. Okay, yeah, that's, that's that's the only thing I can really right, yeah, that's glean a... from it. Oh, sure, that's an interesting enough takeaway. Okay, I mean, I'm kind of pulling that out of my ass to be honest. Like, it's, it's not, I don't really <laughs> believe that they had this this idea, but that's the, that's the best I can give you. Um, I feel like it's just there to be a motivation for why she's such a crazy person, really. Yeah yeah but then it it, it it's so weird though because then it's just like all right well 
uh, I mean, I obviously don't want to root for her uh, because Alice is a very nice person that doesn't deserve this, but I also feel bad for her backstory. So I don't know. Yeah, it's a kind of a weird. Yeah, they're, like, they're going for, for this. They're going for the sympathetic monster. That's kind of what they're going for with this, um, which can work. I don't know if there's a many a great example of it. I'd love to actually in the comments, people, if you want to like give me your favorite sympathetic monster. Obviously, Frankenstein's monsters being being the yeah the obvious one, but yeah, that's the first thing that pops in my head. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, I'm 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 mixed on it. This kind of middle of the road which i guess indicates where we're going here with ratings but uh tim what are you rating um, so the cleaning lady take it to the cleaners tim take it to the cleaners <laughs> uh i'm gonna give it a uh you know actually we really don't see that much cleaning in in it uh, I, I do think that's another another problem like you see her mopping the floor like once but uh, I, don't, I don't know. I could have oh, used a little bit God. more. Do you know, Tim? There was a guy uh, when, when I was in uni. There was a guy who criticized Drive. You know the Ryan Gosling, Nicholas Wendy Griffin movie, which I yeah. love. By the way, I love that movie. <laughs> um, it, he, movie yeah. he critiqued it for not having enough driving in it. That's what you sound like <laughs> to me right now. There's not enough cleaning. The cleaning lady. False advertising. <laughs> Well, uh, your classmate sounds like a very smart man. So, um, <laughs> I. <laughs> it's also a nice indication of uh, the type of people your school let in. Um, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> we have fun here. We're having fun. Um, so, <laughs> I'm gonna give the movie. Wait, was a, that was that a five imp- point? Was that an impression of me and and uni, or was that you saying this about now? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it could be both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Damn you, Tim. No, I don't. I don't want people to think I'm ripping you too hard. We're having, we're having fun. It's okay. fun. Um, right. We we can make fun of each other because we're friends. Don't make fun of us in the comments <laughs> if we don't know you. <laughs> that hurts. Uh, it's uh yeah i'm gonna give it a 5.5 uh like you said it is very middle of the road but i'm gonna give it just that kind of that smidge above just because you know i think it does maybe stand out a little bit more than than other stuff but yeah it's still not you know over the top okay um yeah i can't just want to give it a straight five i I think that's where I, i land on it and it's not the worst five in the world it's it's definitely watchable enough but it's there's just enough of it that just feels a bit just listen people there are degrees of fives okay there there are degrees of fives (laughs) there are every no every every number i've ever given there's degrees to each number um (laughs) jeez but i I can't quantify it by just going oh we'll just do a hundred point scale i'll I'll do like two decimal places i'm not doing that (laughs) that's too much that's too much Maybe we should start using a letter system. A letter system? You want to give yeah. uh, basically like schools. So you want to do like A, A plus, A minus, B, B plus. Well, I want to do like A through Z. A through Z? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, so yeah. we're, so that's, would this land, would this translate to about, a, about an N? Is, is that what this would translate to? <laughs> I was thinking like maybe a maybe uh maybe an l better l-ish l for yeah, loser for lady 
Oh, for lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lady, comma, cleaning. <laughs> lady, comma, cleaning. <laughs> uh, See, we have fun. It's fun. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I guess that wraps up uh, uh, the Cleaning Lady episode of Screams After Midnight. Uh, what, a, what a wild ride it's been um, so what do we what do we tell you about now we tell you about a couple of things obviously tell us what you thought of the movie in the comments and like and subscribe and all that usual jazz that mm-hmm. we tell you to tell you about um, some things to tell you obviously um, I just say meantime I want to give you any concrete now but meantime I've been talking about uh, plans for things we've been, actually we've been planning the Octoberthon we've got a big Octoberthon this year that's, that's first and foremost um, but uh, also about a possible new goal on the Patreon. Uh, mm-hmm. there, w- there wouldn't be a distant goal, it'd be a relatively close goal that would be feasible in the near future mm-hmm. uh, where we would maybe do something live on a semi-regular <gasps> basis. Mm-hmm. Just just, the, just just dropping that tease. It's been, if you want to uh, get us towards that goal and also get access to a bonus episode every month for one dollar, you mm. can do that at patreon.com slash TV and everything you give us there is supports us, keeps the reviews coming, and uh, gets you some bonus content. Mm. And at the five dollar tier, of course, you can vote on a movie and add mm. movies to the crypt, which is like a to-do list that our patrons uh, submit movies to. Mm-hmm. So you can do all that. That's all your screams bonus material. But obviously you get bonuses for all the other shows we do as well on on mailfuzz tv mm-hmm. so yeah i'd say yeah if you like these shows the bonus episodes have been really fun and the the, the movies have been really crazy and um and and it's, and it's really it's like nothing to get them it's like what one dollar one dollar says right yeah so yeah so one dollar a month uh, so go to that and uh, check out all the shows we have uh, if you like this show you might like the sci-fi equivalent which is uh, the atomic cinema experiment with myself and Tara uh, mm. you barely notice the difference it's just like it's just, it's like Tim without the beard uh, and then we you know we talk about <laughs> sci-fi movies <laughs> oh she sounds smart <laughs> So that is uh that is Biscuits After Midnight. Um so yeah, thank you very much uh for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching the scary movies, guys, and we will see you next time. <laughs>